Hello, my friends. This is Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Southern California. <laughs> I haven't said anything different in a while. We are here for the Living Fearless Devotional with um, Charles Spurgeon as our uh, as our guest. <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying some new stuff. Notes. Oh, no problem. <laughs> How it's are all you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Good. I love what you're wearing. Why, thank you. I, I had a big interview today with him. Yeah, a, you can all fancy. Oh, he was an awesome guest, Dr. Michael Brown. Michael Brown? Oh, he was just Is he related so, to Charlie? He was, why well, you got to make a joke out of everything? <laughs> he was so articulate. He was, uh, it, was it was just really awesome it's for remnant rising. Hmm. What's his background? What's his thing? Uh, Jewish apologist. And oh. he is the, considered one of the world's foremost experts. He's written five vo uh, volumes on uh, connect Jewish apologetics. And the, so he grew up as a Jewish. He was a heroin addict, a oh. musician. And his friends started to go towards the Lord because their families had been praying for them for years. And they started to pray for him. And he went to church one day just to get them out because he was afraid they were going to ruin their lifestyle. And he was touched mm -hmm. by the Lord, changed his wow. life forever. Stopped doing heroin that day. Just quit. Cold turkey. Wow. He said he's changed his diet and he's gotten healthier. And he said it was harder to hit. Uh, it was harder to quit chocolate than it was to hit heroin. <laughs> oh wow! I fully believe him. I know. A, I know a lot of heroin addicts that had a very difficult time leaving heroin, yeah. leaving drugs. Period. Yes, because it would skip from one thing to the next <laughs> to try to try to fill that need that they had. Yeah, the Lord has just done miraculous things in his life. And he's just a brilliant scholar. He runs mm -hmm. a podcast radio show nationally syndicated called Ask Dr. Brown. He just answers questions so cogently. He's very politically minded as well. Wrote a bit, his latest book is on uh, some it, I can't remember the exact title, but about the failure of the church during the Trump era. Basically, mm -hmm. how we became so divisive and kind of made a god out of politics and forgot what it was, what it meant to be a Christian and still be conservative. He's voted for Trump both times and is very politically conservative. But he said we lost our Christian graces mm. and we need to get him back because you know campaign season's coming back up again and yeah. we need to <laughs> we need to learn how to do it right. And I just love the way he described it. So nice. A little introduction there for you folks. I love that. But you know what? They can go to resurrectministry.com. Yes. To find all of our content, find some great resources to meet Jesus where you are. If you have not begun your walk with Christ or you're just curious, we have some wonderful resources on the website, including all of our own content, content the two podcasts, The Fearless Man and this one. Uh, my articles from the Christian Post, you could drop us a line. And if you choose to and are so inspired, you could also donate. And partner with us in what we're uh, trying to accomplish in the world and spreading Jesus to right. the gospel to every inch of the world. You guys should really explore our new donate button. It is awesome. Yeah, we have a little video. Yeah, it gives you little options. Yes. You can use PayPal. You can use Venmo. Uh, Venmo and you can just use a plain old credit card. Yeah. How cool is that? So test it out. See how it works for you. All right. Um, oh, did you talk about um, Remnant Rising is on there too? Yes. Yes. Very and nice. that's where that that's where they can find that interview. Well, that's first going to be on his glory before uh, I upload it to YouTube. All right. So it's not there yet. No. But it will be. And our my interview with uh Glenn. Oh, that's awesome. Our street preacher friend from drug trafficker to street preacher. Yeah, you want you want to watch that because we've talked about him Lots. often. 
Um, and so just so you get a little bit of an idea who he is and what he's all about, you'll be yes. able to see it on that interview. Good point. All right. Again, we're reading from Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon. Uh, today's August 30th when we're doing this. Um, and the reference is Psalm 2714 that says, wait for the Lord. Charles says in this devotional, it may seem like an easy thing to wait, but it is one discipline a Christian soldier learns only after years of training. Marching and quick step marching, marching and quick step marching are actually much easier for God's warriors than standing still. There may be many hours spent in bewilderment and confusion when people who have a willing spirit and are anxiously desiring to serve the Lord do not know what role to play. What should we do? Become exasperated in despair? Turn back in cowardice? Go to the left or right in fear? Or rush forward in ignorance? Heavens no. No! We should simply wait. But wait in prayer. We should call upon God and plead our case before him, telling him our difficulty and pleading his promise of help. When we are torn between one opportunity or another, it is best to be as humble as a child while waiting with simplicity of soul for the Lord. We can be confident all will go well within with us when we recognize our own foolishness and are sincerely willing to be guided by the will of God. We should wait, but wait in faith. We should express our unwavering confidence in him, for waiting without faith and trust is nothing but an insult to the Lord. We should believe that even if he keeps us waiting until midnight, he will still come at exact, exactly the right time. For the revelation waits, awaits an appointed time. Though it, it, though it lingers, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. We should wait, but with quiet patience. We should not rebel because of suffering through a difficulty, but instead should bless for it, God for it. We should not complain about unfounded reasons for our problem, as the children of Israel did against Moses, and should not wish we could go back to the world again. We should accept our situation as it is and simply place it with our entire heart, without any self-will, into the hands of our covenant God, saying, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. I don't know what to do and am at my wit's end. Nevertheless, I will wait until you divide the waters before me or drive back my foes. Even if I must wait many days, I will wait with my heart steadfast, O God, on you alone. My spirit waits for you with the full conviction that you will still be in my, be my joy and my salvation, my refuge and my strong tower. Wow. Amen. Amen. Reminds me of our um, life group last night. Yes, that's this is what the Lord's walking me through. Oh wow! Yeah, some of the things last night that I was thinking, I, I chose to try try to just be there and just soak it in. And I, shockingly, uh, I did not want to. I didn't want to speak because I just wanted to take the time to, to hear what people had to say. But there was something that was going on uh, with me and. I felt that I feel like sometimes in silence, in the silence, um, it's one way of God possibly testing our our training. 
So uh, what I always tell people, it, a dog, this is a dog analogy, is that it, it, sometimes we have to put the dog in a situation that he will fail so we can teach the dog not, not, what not to do. So if, uh, say, a dog uh, you know, has this problem chasing you know, kids on skateboards and we just simply stand out in the front yard waiting for a skateboarder, it, it may never come. So there would be times where I'd bring one of my kids and their skateboard and I would say, I need you to come with me to this situation because I, I need you to cause the dog to fail. So the dog would, would do. So then we would do that. And then, of course, the dog would fail and we would train. It. Um, and and so you have to have you have to be in the, the thing that causes you problems. Sometimes I think as a Christian, when God is silent and leaving us on our own device, in our own device, is that that's a test to see when we go, God, are you still yeah. there? Hello, are you still there? No, he's not around. Make bad choices. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I can, since he's not looking, not, you know, I can, I can yeah, I can and, and, and choose to do something else. Am I going to stay in the word even when I don't hear from him? Am I going to continue reading these devotionals? Am I going to continue uh, what we just recently started doing is reading together the Bible and we read one verse after each other. Are we going to continue to do that even though we're not hearing from him? And it seems like even maybe there's even difficulty. Uh, will we still continue to do that? So I think sometimes the silence is, is that process of our growth to see if we truly are growing. Absolutely. I'd like to also share what um, one of the guys in the group had, had said that he, uh, like many of us, gets very nervous in the silence, mm -hmm. thinking, um, have I done something wrong? I'm doing what you've asked me to do. Why the silence? And he said he was, he felt that the Lord was saying that the silence is basically like a plant receiving uh, nourishment from the sun, that it doesn't grow without the sun. And it was okay and quite good, in fact, to be in silence with God and not hear anything. And it was exactly what I was feeling. I have certain commitments and things. And I, I felt like I was going through this season where I just was just doing things that my heart wasn't in them. My heart for God wasn't in them. And I just wanted to step back and learn and enjoy the silence. And I'm quite enjoying it because to me, to be truly silent means that your mind is not racing. Mm -hmm. So I have been diligently practicing active silence. So emptying my mind, as soon as my mind goes to planning my day or complaining or something else, I, I gently nudge that thought out of my mind mm -hmm. and go back and then keep reciting to myself or visualizing. I have, uh, visualizations that I do with the Lord that keep me on track. So I would try to focus on those and just start praising him. I love you, Lord. I just want to spend time with you. I want to see myself as you see me. I want to love you more. I want to experience your heaven. I want to experience walking with you in the spirit just to make sure my mind had no other thoughts. Mm. And it's kind of cool. It's, it takes conscious effort yeah. to quiet the mind. And I have found it to be a really cool exercise. You know, it was, it was good that a couple months back to our life group again, is a couple Mondays ago is that that was one of the exercises that um, Matt put us through was, was it Matt or David? 
maybe it was Dave that put us through that that moment of just emptying, emptying and yes, um, it's been a theme. Yeah, that's funny. I always say that it's not funny. It's amazing. Very <laughs> God cool. is amazing. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that's that's both of our weaknesses is that there's so much going on in the in the old in the old noggin that uh, that's one of the reasons why it's hard for me to hear God. Just because I got right. so much chatter going on and clanging cymbals in this thing. Uh, Stephen Furtick wrote a book called Crash the Chatterbox. Oh. Yeah, for that exact reason, that we have to actively try to stop the chatter mm-hmm. in order to hear from God. Otherwise, you know, if you're uh, another one of the members of the life group had a wonderful explanation. She goes, imagine it's a friend. Imagine God in the analogy of a friend. And that every time that you wanted to spend time with them, you're like, oh, okay, so I got to schedule this lunch with Julie. And so you go out to lunch with them and you're like, okay, sorry, what did you just say? Let me write that down. Let me remember. Oh, your birthday was last week? Oh, let me write down what your birthday. Where you're just so obsessed with the details of what's happening. You're not even listening. You're not even staying present in the moment to experience whatever joy or happiness or sharing a sorrow of a friend because you're so caught up in itemizing what is happening. And he says, and the Lord will sometimes just back off because you're so stuck in your hamster wheel. He can't move you in a new direction mm. because you're just, you're an autopilot. Yep. And I, I heard of this other prayer that I've been saying quite regularly, five, six times a day. Oh Lord, open new doors for me. Open doors that only you could open to share the gospel just point me in the right direction. Hmm. And even though he doesn't say anything at that time, I just believe that when you do it long enough, you eventually will hear something as Spurgeon's telling us. Don't don't go running off in the wrong direction. Just stand still. Hmm. I got a couple other analogies. I'm hanging on to them for the time being. But Iris says, um, hi, everyone. This is something I struggle with. Quieting my mind has been a challenge for me. What if you, what if you, is there a trick that you're using to, to stop your brain? Cause you know, the two things I mentioned were, I have visualizations I do. So I have this walk that I go on with Jesus where we're in um, a forest of sorts, like there's a pathway and I visualize him walking in front of me and I'm just walking behind him. And so I see um, a shadow, I see his robe and I'm following his footsteps because when I first came to faith, he often would say with me, walk with me, daughter, um, learn from me, learn my ways. Mm-hmm. And those words are constantly playing over in my mind that what he has said to me. So that's another um, trick is if there's moments of extreme clarity that you've had in your, in your walk with the Lord, we play them. So when he says, you know, um, don't forget your first love, that's how we recall those instances to our to the forefront of our mind, mm. you know. And then I just start, or I start praising Him. I love you, Holy, Holy Lord God Almighty, the God who was and is and is to come, who is worthy to open the scroll, you know. And I just constantly recite these over in my head to push all the other thoughts out. I do something not the not the forest. That's a good one. I may have to try that. Didn't hear the little crunching of the leaves and the branches. Yes, I have one walking. more. Oh, yeah. I have one more in the River Jordan. I have this visualization that because I it came to me once again when I was first coming to faith. Of uh, there's a story of John the Baptist baptizing Christ, 
And when he goes in the water, the dove comes um, and the Holy Spirit descends on him and says, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. Mm -hmm. So I visualize that exact encounter where I'm in the water, I'm in the river Jordan. And I look up and I see the Holy Spirit sending a fresh anointing, the dove. And then I visualize that light coming mm -hmm. down. I like the visualization, visualization stuff. Hmm. I got to try that. My my only trick right now that I've been able to to continuously do, or what's the other word I'm looking for, um, been able to stick with. There, there's another word for it. <laughs> um, is that I close my eyes, of course, and I'm 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 just trying to get rid of the the chatter of you know when are the kids getting out of school? Where do I got to go? Where go to the bank? Um, and I try to get to that silent point and then when i start to think of something else like what i'm gonna have for lunch i just say jesus jesus and i just repeat the, the his name. name jesus and uh jesus come back jesus bring me back and i repeat that in my head and then i'm able to get that little sign so now this is how i operate <laughs> is that i get it's getting further between the times i have exactly. to say jesus's name and there's this, there's this that's silence right there. that's really out of the norm. I think that I've been talking to myself for almost 60 years. <laughs> right? And, I mean, you just get so, that's that's how my, it's just my daily life is just bouncing. Because I try to stay, keep an exterior that's calm. And I try to not show any, you know, being upset or angry and that kind of stuff. And sometimes I get like probably a blank look on my face. But inside my head, it's going, like, what's going on? What are you doing? What are you doing? And it's like crazy, crazy talk. Crazy talk. <laughs> so I think it's a great exercise just for overall um, sanity. It's also better for communication with mm. your loved ones. Yes. Because if you learn to silence your mind, guess what? You learn to hear better too. Wow. Then you learn to listen better and hear better because you're not having 50 conversations mm -hmm. in your mind when the other person speaks to you. You're able to really focus not only on what they're saying, but what is their body saying? Like, what is what discernment are you able to glean from this conversation that allows you to respond in a Christ-like way? Because that's what we're trying to do. Another good um, thing that somebody uh, pointed out last night was, remember, God's promises in his Bible for, you know, as, as long as you know the basics, you understand that God's always with us. He will never forsake us, he never loses us. He has promises to prosper us and never to harm us. All these promises, God will never break. So the silence is we want to draw closer to see him and experience him, not him draw closer to us. He's already there. Mm -hmm. So we, need, we don't have to beg for his presence. We have to plead with him that we can get better by the power of the Holy Spirit in experiencing him. Right. We have to turn that equation around. We need to stop being like, where are you? Where are you? He's there. We have to get better at saying, please help me to experience you. And I keep saying, because he says that we are to walk in the spirit. We're supposed to experience him in the spirit. Lord, what does it mean to experience you in the spirit? Can I experience you in the spirit? Can I see your angels? Can I hear them? What does heaven look like? Will you let me hear what heaven looks like? Mm. Let me hear what heaven sounds like. Will you let me see what heaven looks like? These are all things that occur in the spiritual realm 
that we could only attain or experience when we stop focusing on the flesh. Gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> you know? <laughs> My name is Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, one other thing that I, I do, when you close your eyes, I have this weird, I'm sure everybody does. I've, I've never asked anybody, what do you see when you close your eyes? But I see, like, sometimes the last thing I look at, like this ring light. When I close my eyes, I see the yeah. outline of a ring, right? But it's a Isn't negative. that an imprint also? That an the, imprint. Yeah. And it burns into the irises. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and then I'll focus on that and watch for it to disappear. And I just focus on it. And it does get oh, lighter and lighter and disappears. And I focus on it. And then... What I ask us is, I, can I see you, Jesus? And I'm just saying, I want to, I want to see you in there. My, you go in my closed eyes. Yes. And I just have this conversation with him. Uh, Absolutely, and, that's and awesome. This, that's the other thing I forgot that that's kind of, quite often what I do, especially at the warehouse I say that often where too. we have I the. See you. Uh, yeah, at the warehouse, there's lights in the ceiling, and then when I close my eyes, those are like the dots, and I try to bring the dots together. <laughs> I did play all these tricks with my, my head, but it's in, and I want to see his image. Yes. And uh, you have seen it. I so have seen it. Yeah. you have to just, you can't, you have that to hold on to. Mm -hmm. Like the visualizations I have were visions that the Lord gave me. I hold on to them and I call them back up. Right. So those are the best things we have to recreate those experiences of a really being mm -hmm. in relationship with God. I see our, our numbers. Well, they did. They they increased just recently. What we're talking about is what's in the devotional is that silencing in the silence, waiting to hear God's voice is, is still quiet voice. And then having the patience during those moments of silence, which could be hours, days, weeks, months, a uh, year. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> um, but not not ever giving up. You know, one challenge today that I had um, I really quickly after dinner, uh, I took my two little, we call them littles, they're the youngest two of the six kids. And um, we went to look at a karate place and then we went to Big Five. And there's two people there that are working the, essentially working the register, but in the end there was only one. And the, the line kept getting longer. And then there was an older gentleman who wanted a specific pair of shoes. And apparently that big five didn't have the ones he wanted. And so, you know, he never looks up to see that there's people waiting behind him and uh. he just keeps continues with this conversation. Well, do you think the store in Tustin has them? <laughs> do you think the store in orange has them? And he goes, well, why would they have an advertisement of a sale for these shoes, but not have the shoes? Did you lose like, it? And no, I, I, there was a moment I felt myself going, but he was an older gentleman. And so yeah. that helped. If he was, you know, more my age, really young, uh -huh. um, I might not have been so patient. <laughs> no, I did let out a, <sighs> but I, I just, because you just want to say, you know what? Because I think eventually he said, hey, can you call, he says to the guy, can you call Orange and see if they have these shoes? And then he called, and of course, now we got to wait on the cashier that's at the orange store to go out and search through the shoes. I mean, how you know how long I was gone? I was mostly standing there waiting to pay for a volleyball that I wanted to buy. Wow. Um, but now back to the point. The point is in this exercise of waiting to hear from God's voice it, as a Christian, sometimes we need to have patience. Well, but that's what I'm saying mm. is that there's all these secondary benefits yes. to practicing stillness. Yes is you understand and communicate better because you're hearing and listening better. Mm. You learn patience in everyday circumstances. I, it, I, as you know, I, my task lists when they're really long, 
that causes me great anxiety and stress because I feel like all of it must be done. And then tomorrow, miraculously, there's a whole big new list. Like, I don't understand how that happened. So I just, I just like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm taking a week, two weeks, whatever, however long it takes to stop going through those lists because it's frazzling me, you know? And that's when you go back to the stillness. And I know the Lord is producing fruit from that that is not just his voice, which is glorious, but there are so many other fruits to practicing stillness, patience. You know where it else came in handy is that while I was standing there, I remember I'm, I'm with a nine-year-old and 11-year-old, and they brought just about everything in the store to me to see if I would buy it. Yes, Talkies, that's the wonderful gum, thing about balls, it. toys, <laughs> gloves, and uh, no, no. Oh, knives. He wanted, Bo wanted a knife. And the gum and the talkies. Oh, and cotton candy. They sell that at Big Five. Cotton candy. Did you know that? Especially for people waiting at the register. <laughs> but I was able to say, no, it's okay. And then kind of laugh and giggle about it. But uh, yeah, that uh, these exercises they, apparently they came in handy tonight. See that? Uh, in addition to me being able to have a little bit more quiet time with God. Nice. Which has been beautiful. One last thing is that I was reading last night uh, during the worship. Because I think he went to four songs last night. Didn't he did. One more time. And that's that's a lot for me. Like I'm a two song, maybe a three song. You go to four or five songs, and I begin to. I, <laughs> and so I had uh, an app open, the but Bible you, app. You had a big iPad that yes. was so bright. Why did oh, you move from the phone to the iPad? I left my phone at home. Oh, <laughs> so that explains. The, the it. iPad was in the car. I was like, oh no, he brought a whole computer. Yes, but I was able to focus on a a bit of scripture there a verse and i just kept repeating it over and over again oh nice uh, i love that and it did i mean the, the music is fantastic but it's just it, after the especially the fourth song was a little yawner and so i needed something to focus on it. but that was also very helpful and i love the words that i was reading i happened to just come across the i can't now you're gonna ask me what it was but um i no, tried I to memorize it was the songs yeah it was the songs yep for sure Hey, Marcos, what do you do to uh, silence your brain? I know that you, you have a busy brain. <laughs> go to irises too. Oh, yes. I'm going to try visualizing. I do it sometimes when I'm reading the Bible. I picture myself back in that time. Oh. Yes. And I actually, if you ask me honestly, I don't think we're making it up. I think those are gifts from the Lord that he transports you back because the Bible is living and it's God's word, and it is God. The, the, God uh, the word was God, and the word was with God, came down, dwelt among us, um, wrapped in flesh. So I believe he's taking us to those places to give us those visualizations for us to remember later on to draw closer to him. Thinking about something hmm. is one of the things I was thinking about earlier, but I just needed to chance to talk about it but I, I hope you don't mind me asking okay. I know Here's when I say this you, yeah hello my friend <laughs> hello, hello Marcos. Marcos. nice to see you um we were watching a movie or not a movie a series yes and it was the lady it was a lady who crashed in a plane and then still breathing still breathing thank you I can remember the name of it and she was in the forest uh by herself and had to you know come up with different ways of, of surviving but her visualization when she was because she was alone all by herself for days yes that she um, saw uh, images of her life. Yes. Some of them traumatic, some of them... And some of them were forward. They they didn't actually occur. They came to visit her to comfort her. Oh, yes. Some of them were not past occurrences. 
one thing that I wanted to ask you as we had this little com- bit of conversation is that there was a, a commonality between her father's uh, passing mm-hmm. and your father's passing. Yes. And it was, to me, it was like, like, wow, this is really crazy. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, there's even so many commonalities between me and her. Yeah. Yes. Um, just in the, in the, the sense of, uh, you know, your love for your father was fan- was fantastic and he loved you uh, so much. Is there, um, time in the silence to, to have that visit with him when he was still alive to, to kind of reconnect and to see, ask him how he's doing? Um, or is it just to remembering having fond memories? Is there, is there a time in the silence that you're trying to connect with him? No. No? I don't, because I'm afraid it's uh, sorcery. Uh-huh. Um, because I, I've asked the Lord to send me a vision or a dream of his well-being, but I've never tried to connect with him because unless somebody can correct me and tell me I'm wrong, we don't have a tradition of that in Christianity. Mm-hmm. I know in Islam we did, which was spooky and cult-like, and I know other <laughs> new agey faiths do, and so I just didn't, I don't go there. Hmm. The reason I'm asking is because sometimes in the silence, I think about my parents, and we had a tough uh, last 10 to 15 years where we didn't speak, um, and even my, my family that I think is still alive. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but uh, in in that silence, there's been a, an occasion that uh, I have thought about them. Oh no, I'm not talking about just thinking about no. them. But more than thinking about them, I'm I'm wondering if I should think about the the aspect of speaking to them. You okay, I mean? so let me let me clarify. Yeah, because I have heard that. Okay, so. In breaking, uh, in in deliverance, if there are people in your past that have hurt you, that you are either that are not living or people that you shouldn't actually connect to. So like they say, they use that in the example of very destructive past relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been told by teachers, make peace, forgive the spirit of that person. In other words, call them up like you would in therapy like visualize your mom and mm. say, I love you and I forgive you. Um, I love you and, I, and forgive me for whatever um, I did to hurt you. And I love you and I hope you're at peace. So it's not like a seance calling them up to speak back, but you're making peace with that person, either their memory or their spirit. If they're in, still in your heart, mind in and your soul. heart. And that's part of deliverance. Right. So to break free from um, whether it's a generational curse that's passing down or behavioral patterns that you just want to break. And so you need to make peace by repenting of whatever you did and also um, forgiving them because, you know, forgiveness is such an important Mm -hmm. part of our faith. Right. Awesome. Marco says, (laughs) I know I cannot fight my thoughts. I try to allow them to be there for Jesus to handle them. Oh, that's interesting. Are you sure you haven't been able to fight your thoughts? Like completely empty your mind, at least trying to empty it? For some reason, I had a feeling Marcos and I were, had very, very But you similar. could do it. I you learned. Did, you learned? I, I mean, it, it took a lot of work. It was really powerful two Mondays ago for whatever reason. It was just the perfect timing. God was present and when gave we were me. singing and 
Acapella. And then he just no, and, uh, yeah, that 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 Monday because there was that moment where he says, "Okay, do I want you guys to practice this emptying your your mind of all the thoughts and just spend your time with God?" And I go, "Well, that's a strange concept." <laughs> Not sure that I could do that. And whatever reason, uh, I was ready. God had prepared me for that moment. And I was able to, to do that. But it was powerful. It was, it was so relaxing. Not that I fell asleep. It was so relaxing that I was energized. If that, if that makes any sense. It was yes. the energy of being able to go, wow. It's kind of like if you've ever had, and I like your back injury, your back pain. And my neck pain had suddenly just gone away. It was like that. Yes. Like, oh my gosh. Totally. This is totally so, hear you. so amazing. And it was, it was a uh, very, uh, wow, I, I don't I know why I'm getting I emotional right now, <laughs> but it was that, that it's almost, it, it, nothing will, will ever be as good as the moment that Jesus was standing in front of me. That was, I was trying to explain it to my son. So I remember I was talking to him about it and said, it was, it was just this feeling of love that you've never felt before and amazement. The only problem was, is that when I opened my eyes and found the lady next to me on the ground drooling, that I instant, instantly went to like a whole, not, like there's like the comparison of feeling grace and love and holiness to, wow, that's the alternative. And that's not what I want anymore. It's kind of like my dog analogy again. Yes. This is being good. This is being bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that, that freedom of the, the thoughts, which are not always good. Strangely enough, I know you probably think that I have a lot of holy thoughts, mm. but not always. Not all my thoughts are holy. I just want to share that. Right. I know it's it's very strange. It's just they're just like two or three. Oh. They're, they're in out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I like see that. <laughs> Marcos continues and says, "If I allow them to be there, they dissipate. Good. Oh, nice, nice. Nice to hear that. Yes. Um. Wow." There's so much there. So cool. Uh, scripture. We have uh, some, Psalm 27, 14. Some great uh, verses in Psalms. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Notice he repeats that twice. Wait for the Lord. Mm -hmm. And Habakkuk 2, 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come, it will not tarry. So you think it's tarrying, but it's not actually That's such a good. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Luke twenty two forty two, saying, this is, um, of course, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Amen. Psalm 57, 7, my heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. 20, Psalm 27, 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Mm -hmm. That's come up a couple times in the yes, last two weeks. It has. <laughs> Psalm 61, 3, for you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. And it, I'm glad Spurgeon laid these out because these are all affirming that he's the strong tower. He's the source. Wait, wait on him. Good things come when you wait till his appointed time. 
Hmm. Why? Why? Why wait? No, why is it a reward from him because we wait? Or is it the the sense of accomplishment that we waited and he answered our prayer? Which which one do you think it is? I think for me, it, Sorry, there's, then, there's two very important aspects of why we wait. One, because if we're just being busy, we're not in God's will. As he says, Lord, your will not my will, but thy will be done. Mm. So if we are acting without authority, then we are spinning our wheels. So we're waiting for him to order our steps. Two, in the waiting, we're being refined. We're drawing closer to him in character because the fruit of the spirit is kindness, gentleness, forbearance, self-control, patience, and most of all, love. Mm. Right? So we have nothing to lose one we're waiting to be in his will and two we're refining our character in the process it's win-win i don't know why i just got this comparison in my head but you you know you got this spoiled brat you know that's expecting something from their parents say for their birthday or christmas Mm -hmm. and they're saying i want to i want a brand new corvette i want to i want a fast sports car and and then you know for whatever reason the parents give them you know a very very nice car but it's not the corvette and they go oh, i wanted the corvette you know there was no they were just not patient and they were bugging and they were irritating and they got something that anybody should have been pleased with but didn't get it as compared uh-huh. to a child who is like has lived in poverty and christmas comes around and they're not expecting anything but get you know, a new t-shirt and they're, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. I mean, they're, and they're so pleased that they got just the t-shirt. So there's like, there's that difference. Like if we're irritating, God, I want, I want, I want, my name is, you know, Jackpot Jesus. Jackpot Jesus. And then we don't get exactly what we wanted. We can become, grow impatient with God and, and, and look at him uh, as like, why don't you love me? How come you didn't give me what I wanted? As opposed to being patient and saying, God, whatever it is, whatever, wherever you send me. And he's like, he goes, okay, I'm going to send you to Africa where you're going to feed children in a war-torn country. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> and they're going to be happy. Yep. Because, you know, it's, you hear what I'm saying is that you just, if you just trust and you, you say, I'm, I'm here for you and whatever it is However you have you planned for me, that's what I'm going to do. And you're going to, and you just are grateful that God is using you. That's the gift is him using your gifts or your strengths or your, whatever you have to offer. And, and it'll be there. Entitled to nothing. See, I knew that. I was, <laughs> and I, like it. <laughs> I knew that I wasn't that far off track. Hey, we got ghost floof. Yeah. It's ghost. Yeah. And it's funny because he says you haven't read Joshua 1 9. I actually have a necklace with Joshua 1 9, and it's highlighted in my app. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> so it's uh it's funny because he says, Have it Joshua 1 9 is have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's what we've been saying up until now is being still and at peace is how we hear from the Lord. We know he's always with us. That's one of his promises. But how do we experience it? We want to experience what it means to have Jesus in front of us and as our rear guard instead of us flailing around and and then falling off a cliff and being like, oh, help me or Mm. getting, you know, mired in 
in monotonous, going nowhere kind of things because we just needed to stay busy. Right. We shouldn't have to, we shouldn't have a need to just stay busy uh, if it's not something that we feel is honoring of God. Hmm. So, I mean, another way of thinking of it is like there's households where, you know, the children live in a home where they live with their parents or their dad and they never see their dad, right? Never, never spend time with their dad, never have a conversation with their dad that he's still there, but there's nothing to hold them together. No relationship, no love. Um, so you can't have that. But in what we, what God is asking us to do is to be there with him every day, spend time with him. Yes. And uh, even when maybe he's silent and reading the newspaper, that he's still there. Just like, <laughs> just like with our kids, yep. right? We don't have to be talking the whole time. Just them knowing that we're in the house, we're a step away, mm -hmm. or even just sitting and watching TV with them or, you know, sitting by and while they're doing their homework. Yeah. Very cool. Being present. Thank you, Ghost Floof, for uh, participating. This is the first time we've seen Ghost Floof. Is that uh, Twitch? Yeah. Yeah, it's a... One of our Twitch viewers. I think the greatest people to join us from, from Twitch. All right, my love, do you want to tell them about the Edify app? Because maybe Ghost Floof doesn't know about the. Can Edify. we show our commercial? Yes. We're going to play our commercial. We haven't played in a long time. Here you go. This is how you get the Edify app. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcast today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. <laughs> we're, just, we're just reading some of the comments that are coming through. Uh, anything else, my love? No, I no. think we covered it. We I think we did it at nauseum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice ad. Thank you. Thank you, Ghost. We appreciate it. But make sure and go to the Edify app, download it, subscribe, and then uh, you know you'll find some other stuff on there that you'll like, and uh, and tell them that we sent you. All right, yes. my love. Thank you. Thank you, my friends, for spending time with us. Yes. Have a wonderful evening. Share and subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet. We love you. God, God bless. bless. Take care.